Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. No, I think this. Uh, No amendment is absolute. You can't falsely scream fire in a crowded theater. We have child porn, anti-child porn, anti-pornography laws directed at children. Welcome to the nationally syndicated radio show, Dana Lash here. That was Chuck Schumer yesterday, who I don't think he actually understands the purpose of the Schenck case because the... The Shank case, because that case had to do with an abridgment of free speech, and it was overturned 60, actually, it was like 60 years after it was overturned. These, and I thought it was interesting because you had Chuck Schumer and Amber Heard had the same level of legal expertise yesterday. So we have a lot to get into, and coming up later this hour... We're going to speak with Senator John Cornyn as well on the uh, gun control stuff that is making its way through the Senate. So we'll cover all that for you. And of course, you also have the syndic- the the simulcast of the nationally syndicated radio show on the first. So, and if I'm looking, if not looking at the, t- if you want me to look at, you know, smile at everybody all the time, then watch Fox. Okay, this is a radio program. Uh, so. They're, they don't have the bill drafted all the way yet. The bill is not, it's not even remotely close to being finished. And it doesn't look like they're going to get it finished on time either. I was actually following along with some of the stuff this morning. It doesn't actually look as though it will, it's going to be finished on time. The latest is, and this is that big gun control omnibus, omnibus whatever thing going through the Senate. It's not... Hasn't been, they, they're, they're going back and forth on some of the language and they're going back and forth on it because the language is, well, it's kind of tricky because, I mean, I'm sorry, when you, it, in some ways, when you look at it as though you're abridging people's rights, yeah, it gets a little, gets a little uh, hard to write that, legislatively speaking. Yesterday, though, the House did pass a bill to finally protect Supreme Court justices and their families. There were 27 Democrats that voted against it for some reason, not quite sure. And then the Biden administration is still set to discipline some of those border agents who did not whip anyone on horseback. I can't even believe this is a thing still. I can't even believe this is a thing. 
We I, did we not? I mean, we did. I'm being rhetorical. We we completely. We I mean that were there were reins. They were horse reins. They were not whips. The fact that this is still going on is so mind-numbingly stupid. But they have to have something, anything to distract, anything to distract. So. The House, they passed the bill to protect SCOTUS. That wasn't even one of the biggest things last night. I'm not going to get into all of the primary stuff because I don't care. I don't care. I only care about like a couple of races. The only ones that I've been following are the, are the Nevada race with Adam Laxalt. He won his primary. And it looks like that's probably the only seat that's going to get flipped, by the way. If it, gets, if it gets flipped from, because Democrats hold 14 some odd seats, Republicans still have way more to protect If any seat is going to flip, it's going to be that one. And then, of course, the whole issue with Maya Flores, her huge victory. That was in in District uh, 34. Wasn't that an area that's like been, I think, longer than anyone has ever been alive? Unless you're 150 years old. I mean, it's a possibility. You don't know. No one has no one who's Republican has been has ever represented that area. That's huge supremely huge and that's i mean it it, it, that's pretty cool so we're going to get into some of this primary stuff as well uh also the other issue biden announced this is not the correct link for this biden announced that uh he's going to be doing a defense production act for oil or that that's at least because he, you know, he gave his speech when he was in front of the AFL-CIO, his friends. He's warning CEOs today of the nation's largest oil companies that he's considering invoking emergency powers to boost U.S. refinery output, according to a letter obtained by Axios. Boy. Well, the issue isn't that they're not doing anything. The issue has long been that he's been stalling out permits and lease approval with the EPA and with the Bureau of Land Management. That is, I mean, this is the guy who within the first month that he was in office signed an executive order prohibiting further offshore drilling In his first month of office, this was a guy who, with a stroke of his pen, got rid of Keystone. So it's kind of real. It's I I don't think he understands how refineries work either. It's really hard to run a refinery without enough oil. I mean, that's I'm not even in oil and gas. I'm not even in this industry. Really difficult, though, to do that without enough oil. Maybe perhaps it would be it would be wise of us to maybe return to a little bit of energy independence, but that's not what he wants to do. They need to save any vote they can get. They got to do everything that they can get. They got to save all their greeny votes. They they just it's it's golly. I have never seen anyone with that commit political seppuku the way the Democrats are doing. I've maybe Anthony Weiner. Well, he's a Democrat. I've never never I've never seen this. I mean, we're in a bear market. We are going towards a recession. We're not even at peak inflation. Uh, The housing bubble is bursting. We're in the middle of a slow burst, so to speak. Uh, The consumer confidence gone. Shrinkflation. Inflation everywhere. 
People can't afford to fill up their gas tanks. They're having to make critical decisions between food and gas. And this guy said yesterday he wanted to raise taxes. Now he's talking about using the Defense Production Act to to force the largest oil companies. They need to get cracking. This guy has no idea how any of this is done. The letter that was released this morning is demanding that companies boost their output. Demanding that they boost their output. The seven big refiners and fuel companies. He wants to use all the federal tool. None of the federal tools that he wants to use involve stop litigating through EPA and stop stalling out their permits and leasing agreements through the Bureau of Land Management. Just wild. Now, I've noticed that that's not not at all included in the letter. None of that's included in the letter. And the oil and gas industry, they've said, look, you're, you got to, and, and he's not, he, not only has he, are all these leases tied up in litigation, but he hasn't been issuing any new ones on public lands anyway. They were trying to uh, figure out some way that they could further restrict drilling through regulation on uh, private land. But the offshore drilling, all of this, it's... Now, also today what's happening is the Senate GOP, the Armed Services Committee, they're debating privately the NDAA. And there's, they're, they're uh, debating essentially military budgets and it might add something in there about drafting, our, the, drafting Americans' daughters again. I think the draft is unconstitutional, period. But, uh, you know, if you want to be equal in all things, if you support the draft, sign your daughters up. So the... I am a biologist, yes. The NDAA, I've noticed, and I've noticed no Republicans talking about this either. Aren't they still demanding that they get the injection? Members of the military? So why is this not part of this whole discussion? From what I understand, there were people losing commissions and or losing, losing positions and losing, uh, uh, getting uh, threatened with loss of rank, et cetera, et cetera, or getting just, dr- or just drummed out totally. If they didn't get an injection, I'm just curious as to why this isn't a part of any debate on NDAA. I'm just I'm curious. I don't see any Republicans tweeting about it. That seems like that would be a, a huge consideration, especially when what did you what's his face? Uh, Trudeau, who has had in the past six, four or five months, has had coronavirus twice. And then who's the other guy who oh uh, who had it just twice in one month? Somebody else. And they had all their. Shots and boosters and all this other garbage. Yeah, that's right. Xavier Becerra, twice in one month. Wild. That's not going to be, apparently, it's not part of that conversation for some reason. Not, you know, not sure. All right. So this, in addition to, I just saw this as well. The George Washington University has voted to get rid of their colonial mascot after years of concerns from leftists about the inclusivity of said mascot. They, I mean, you know, founded the country and all. They posted on their website that they, well, not on their website, they sent out this letter. It says, uh, you get a confidential heads up, which is going to be announced publicly later today. Uh, And I love how it was immediately leaked, because it's stupid. If you're going to send something dumb out and you're going to say don't leak this, you have an obligation to leak it. It's just, it's your obligation. So they said that the, they're going to come up with some kind of new nickname. I don't know what it is. 
and they said it's going to increase pride in the blah, blah, blah garbage. They uh, said it's going to be inclusive and a thoughtful process, one that's going to engage the entire GW community of alumni, students, friends, faculty, blah, 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 uh, that everyone has the chance to be heard. Should everybody have the chance to be heard? Where did that come from? You don't have a right to be heard publicly. You can say whatever you want to, but you're not. But what is this? I want to just speak truth or be heard and all that. Uh, that phrase that it, what's her face? Amber Heard said in her uh, Samantha Guffrey's whatever interview that came out yesterday. And she was like, yeah, I spoke the truth. I spoke power to it. What does that even mean? That's such so, so stupid. She has the intellectual. She has the intellectual qu- equivalent of a sock full of rocks. Anyway, so the GW mascot, George Washington University, they're getting rid of the colonial mascot because we're just, let's just get rid of all colonial times. Let's get rid of anything that the founders created. Oh, they would love that. Let's just get rid of all your freedoms. Everyone's like, oh, let's, we need to break it. This country was founded on, you know, all of these bad things. And without forgetting that they're actually arguing against their own interests. It's the only country that has guaranteed natural rights. We have headlines on the way. We have a bunch of odds and ends, and we're watching, waiting to see. There was no Supreme Court decision that came out this morning, so we've just been watching and waiting uh, because there's like a million decisions, including the New York Rifle and Pistol case and the Dobbs, uh, the Dobbs case, too, against uh, Jackson Women's Health. That's related to Roe v. Wade. So, but they went ahead and they put the fencing and all that stuff up around the SCOTUS building anyway. Notice, too, no, nobody in the media has been talking about the uh, attempted uh, hit on Justice Kavanaugh, all these protesters still out protesting, which is, it is a violation of federal law. Technically, it is. We'll, we'll, we'll follow up with all of that. Later on, Senator John Cornyn is going to join the program as well because the drafting of that gun control bill is still underway, and it looks like they're at loggerheads on some of it. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, I don't know why this is an issue that keeps coming up, but once again... I don't know. They are kind of cute. The CDC is like, can you guys please just stop nuzzling chickens? I really don't want to listen to you, CDC. I don't care if they're coated with salmonella. If I want to hug a damn chicken, I'm going to hug a chicken. Anyway, they 
Now you guys see why I want chickens. They're just hysterical. They're so funny. Have you noticed, sidebar, every single old spaghetti western, there's chickens running around everywhere? I was reading this whole backstory about props and sets and all this stuff, and apparently it just makes it more realistic and it's a favorite go-to because it adds action even when the characters aren't moving. I don't know. Who did a deep dive with chickens on sets? I did. Anyway, the CDC says stop hugging them. It's a big deal. Y'all stop it. You know, I won't tell you if you do. I won't tell on you if you do. A Long Island... This is New York Post. Long Island bounce. This is Long Island. A bounce house hurt all these kids. All these kids got hurt when this bounce house collapsed. I don't know how many kids were in there, but they said it just suddenly fell over. This was. This comes after what the headline I had in March, where a bounce house literally started flying away because it wasn't properly secured. Jeez. Most Americans, according to a new study from the Washington Post, actually oppose trans athletes in female sports. Shocker. Lady Gaga is signing on to play Harley Quinn in the Joker musical. One word and how you ruin Joker? Musical. It's going to be a musical somehow. It's the sequel for Warner Brothers. Todd Phillips is directing. It's his sequel. I really liked the first one. I really want to trust him here on this. And, of course, the January 6th committee is not going to make any criminal referrals, according to their chairman. Up next, Senator John Cornyn joins us to discuss the drafting going on in the Senate with the gun control package. Stick with us. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50 round double stack magazine, which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other Keltec weapons and products, check out keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Keltec, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltecweapons.com. Did a bad accounting rule lead to the 2008 financial crisis? I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of the Bill Walton Show, I'll tackle that question. I'll also share my insights from decades in the private equity world and explain what it takes to be successful. Join John Tamney of Real Clear Markets and me as we break down the memoir of Blackstone's Stephen Schwarzman. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So I would just suggest that you have been accused of a crime and that a fair process under the United States Constitution and our notion of fair play means that the people who make an accusation against you have to come forward with some evidence. Isn't that part of a fair process? Hmm. That was such a great point from Senator John Cornyn. And that was back in September of 2018 during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. And we all watched that. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Joining me right now from Texas, my senator, John Cornyn, who has been the lead negotiator in perhaps one of the 
biggest moves on the Second Amendment or with regards to firearms since the 90s, I guess, since the Brady Bill. And he has been leading the negotiations on that, which sound like they've kind of hit a snag. And I want to get into the the details of it. But I, I, Senator, first off, thank you so much for joining me. And I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, a good discussion. And I I love what you were saying there in, in in, in that hearing with Kavanaugh. Do you still... I mean, obviously, this might be rhetorical. You you clearly still believe what you were explaining to Justice Kavanaugh back then in terms of making sure that that someone can that someone has evidence and that someone can face their accusers. I mean, it is the due process that is a cornerstone of our republic. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, and that's non-negotiable, Dana. Um, I, I believe it is a constitutional requirement and uh, we are dealing with a constitutional right here. Uh, the Second Amendment. Mm. You said that um, there were some of the ideas that were n- rejected in negotiations, and you had posted this just a couple of days ago. Uh, the the universal background checks, which is you would have to establish a registry, as you understand, to do that. The assault weapons ban, that's something that a lot on the left wanted. That is not included in the negotiations. No ban on magazine restrictions. No ban on waiting period. The one The one thing, though, that seems... Uh, and you had tweeted about this, I'm pulling your tweet up now, that seems to be the issue is uh, that there are some details that you're not able to come to an agreement on. Give us some of those details that that you guys seem to be at an impasse. Well, as you know, 19 states have red flag laws, and um, obviously due process is critical in, in each of those, but these are state laws, not federal laws. And one of the one of the things that uh, I insisted upon is there will be no national red flag law. Some of my colleagues wanted to provide financial assistance to law enforcement to administer uh, the programs in their state. And right now, what we are discussing is that for states that did not pass the red flag law, uh, we want to make sure that funding is available to assist any sort of crisis intervention programs that they have in their state. But here's the kicker. It has to be consistent with the due process as laid out in the Constitution, as interpreted by the federal courts, including the Supreme Court, until you, uh, for you to be eligible for that. Uh, yeah. But we're, we're still working our way, our way through that, but that's, that's where I am. I mean, it's not coming from D.C. It's not a federal mandate, because I would imagine that, that that would violate the whole Pritz v. United States thing, which is what uh, the gun control lobby was running up against back in the 90s when they were trying to have this federal program pushed onto the states to administer and fund. But it still is, if, if we are incentivizing that states adopt this, in, in for all intents and purposes, it is still kind of a de facto national approach, is it not? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked the, the question about incentivizing. I think it's inappropriate for the United States Congress to incentivize any state to pass legislation that you know, that the federal government wants to do wants it to do if the federal government wants to pass a law that applies to all the states the it can it can do that but here that's not even being considered so we're not incentivizing states that don't have red flag laws to pass them again i think that's inappropriate what we're saying is 19 states will receive some financial assistance from the law enforcement grant program it's a mm-hmm. formula that's used routinely now for law enforcement, Uh, if they have a a red flag program and it complies with due process, 
uh, then it's eligible to receive financial assistance. But in addition, states like Arizona, states like Texas, that don't have red flag laws, but do have things like mental health courts, veterans courts, they have assisted outpatient treatment programs to help people maintain their compliance with their medication if they're if they're managing their mental illness. Those sorts of things would receive, have, have access to the same uh, financial assistance. So it sounds to me as though that it's, is if there is a, that you're pushing for any kind of uh, federal funds, if there is a program or something even within the existing legal framework that is in place that would right. would deal with the situation, uh, because that was going into one of my other questions. When I first heard that, well, I think it was like one of the first um, points when when I when I saw the framework that came out on Sunday, and it kind of made me think of Senator Graham's bill that he was uh, retooling with Richard Blumenthal, and I was wondering, is there so is there some sort of like prerequisite that states must meet? Because I know that there's a lot of discussion about due process, but you know, in some in some states that have red flag laws, I mean, they don't even have to really. Pre- I mean, the evidentiary standards are all over the place. Clear and convincing isn't required in some. In some states, only police can be petitioners. In other states, it can be kind of anybody. Um, and usually, always the penalty is or confiscation is first, and then two weeks, which goes way beyond, you know, the 24 to 72 hours before some the, the time period that someone should be arraigned. And that's been considered to be unconstitutional to have someone wait longer than 72 hours to get before a judge. I mean, it's they say 14 days, but some states have an average of three months. How is that considered due process? Because it seems like it upends the process. Yeah, I think, you know, part of to your point earlier, limiting the number of people who can uh, ask for these uh, emergency orders uh, to police. I mean, one of the concerns that I know we all have is that some disgruntled, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend or ex-spouse complaint, uh, we would have stiff penalties to, I support stiff penalties to, to, to punish people who might abuse this authority. We're going to be as explicit as we can in the, using the English language uh, that mm. the money that's only that's going to be available is only for those states that that, that have due process built into their program. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a recovering judge and lawyer, and you know, I understand <laughs> how important that is. And I'm also a proud gun owner, and I I don't want uh, I don't want people, uh, you know, circumventing due process, not having the mm. notice, and a, an opportunity to be heard, cross-examination of witnesses, right to counsel. All those things right. are important to making processes available. Are, are the Republicans with whom you're negotiating, and I was saying yesterday that I think four of them are retiring, and I think I misspoke yesterday because I meant to say you weren't up for re-election. I know Senator Blunt's retiring. You're just, you're not up for re-election. Are, are the are there any one of the 10? I mean, is that something that that Republicans are finding contention with amongst themselves? The things that you just mentioned, you know, providing, you know, a court appointed attorney, because not all not, from what I've seen, not all the states do that. And most of the states, you have to bear the legal expense. And, you know, for someone to be falsely accused when the investigation happens after, it just seems that the whole structure is set up for abuse are there some republicans that are 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 you all kind of of one mind on that or or is there contention on in the ranks with that 
No, I think there's there's a lot of concern about this issue, and, and I'm concerned about it, too. Uh, there's a lot of proposals out there that will not be uh, find their way into the final product. But here's that, that that's really one of the two two issues that we, we have to resolve satisfactorily. Again, we're not incentivizing or forcing right. states that don't have red flag laws, and we are going to be sure that this, um, as you know, that the federal government routinely has a, a grant program, something called Burn JAG, through the Justice Department that funds things like trying to eliminate the rape kit backlog and just a host of other right. support for law enforcement related issues. So that's how this would be administered, and it would be strictly strictly limited in terms of who can gain access to it based on a requirement that they uh, comply with the Constitution. Right. What, what within our, we're talking with Senator John Cornyn of Texas, who is the lead negotiator on this uh, package, this gun control package that is currently being debated uh, and, and drafted right now in the Senate. They don't have the legislative text yet, but they do have the framework. What in, Senator, our existing legal framework is lacking to where we would need something like the red the, a red flag law where you know we we do have this kind of establishment of guilt until innocence is proven in a court of law what in our our legal framework is making this to where this is a necessity well of course dana i think guilt you know you have to prove your innocence is that's that violates the, the fundamental constitutional right you're innocent until proven guilty that's the importance of having due process but right. most of the focus here is going is on people who uh, is on people who already if they were an adult would be disqualified people with mental health adjudications people right. with criminal background records the focus is trying to make sure that uh, those people are barred from accessing firearms and as they are on law but part of the problem here is we don't have insight into some of the juvenile records including adjudications because they're not part of the national institute criminal background check system here salvador ramos walked in and bought a firearm he passed a background check even though everybody knew he was a ticking time bomb so trying to figure out how to identify that narrow group of, of people between the age of 18 and 20 by giving the FBI an ability to do um, uh, an enhanced review in order to identify these people who would otherwise be disqualified were they adults. That's mm. part of that. That's what that's all about. And that's a that's an interesting proposal. And I saw that you had mentioned that earlier because some of it, you know, either we're dealing with a problem where, like with Sutherland Springs, you know, we just didn't have a guy's record reported. I mean, there's a problem with states even reporting right. stuff to the three, you know, the National Crime uh, Information Center. And there's two other places that Nix pulls from when they fill out that 4473. So for this, I mean, how narrowly, Senator, is this going to be written? I mean, there's dumb things that kids do and even dumb misdemeanors. And then, you know, there's the stuff like what we saw with the Uvalde killer, putting cats in a bag and beating them on the ground and you know taking video of yourself doing it i mean that's that's cruelty that's a felony actually i mean that seems to me that that was actionable without any kind of red flag or anything else process but how how narrowly is this going to be written because there's there's a lot of concern about making sure that stupid stuff kids do there's a there was a case in florida where a teenager said dumb stuff online and he had a red flag order put on him in this ex parte process so what how what protections are going to exist in that how narrowly will that be written and is there going to be i mean is it going to be limited to just violent criminal felonies 
Yes, we're going to try to. We're trying to right now come up with a, as narrow as possible a, uh, a provision uh, that this would apply to. And we negotiated, and I basically said we're not going to have any waiting periods here. As you know, under per law, the next mm-hmm. check can go up to three days. But if you pass the check in th- in thirty minutes, you get your firearm. And um, if there is a reason to, let's say, investigate uh, a misdemeanor drug offense like uh, Dylan Roof had in, uh, in Charlotte that was not part of the background check system, if there's a way to follow up on, let's say, an assault conviction and you look find out on further inquiry it was for domestic violence, which would be a disqualifier, that's the intent of what we're trying to do here. Again, not for everybody, right. just for the narrow no. age ban. Many people wanted to raise the age to uh, mm. purchase a firearm, uh, a long gun, to 21, and we said we're not doing that. But I'm glad if for it's that. a matter of getting information into, into the background check system, then that's something we ought to consider. Now, I will say with the Dylan Roof case in South Carolina, talking with Senator John Cornyn, that was a case where his it should have been. I mean, technically, it was in the background check system. However, James Comey, when the FBI released a statement on that, said it was a clerical error because apparently the person who was filing all the paperwork didn't understand the geography of two similarly named areas where this guy came from. So the system is only really as good as the, as the people operating it, which is why people have concerns. Are we going to be creating a whole other system that's going to have the same kind of, you know, false positive results that Nix has had so far? Uh, no, we're not creating a new system at all. Uh, as, as you pointed out, after Sutherland Springs, we we, we passed the, the fixed Nix law, which was right. focused on making sure that people like the shooter, their uh, felony convictions were right. in the background check system. Since that date uh, in 2018, 11.5 records have been uploaded into the Nix system. I'm, I think the Nick system works well, and uh, but it only works as well as the information in it. So that's where we're trying to focus, not on creating a new system, but trying to make the, the Nick system is populated with information that if, you, it, if it had occurred as a, as a juvenile, and if that information is available, that's the sort of thing that if you were an adult, would prohibit you from purchasing a firearm under current law. Right. That's the intent of what we're trying to do. Right. I, w- I want to go back talking with Senator John Cornyn just for the, the red flag issue for one moment, because it's this. And of course, I think there was a lot of, you know, we're just waiting. F- we know what we know. And we know what we don't about the details of the framework uh, with the 18 to 21 year olds. But, you know, I, I, I made the point, you know, the other day, uh, you know, Congresswoman Kathleen Wright, she's a sitting lawmaker from New York. She and I'm just using myself as an example, had called me a domestic terror threat before. What assurances does do I have? And other people have that lawmakers won't abuse their power. And, you know, with with because it still to me seems like a diminishment of due process, the red flag proposal, even if it's state by state and not national. It's I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but what assurances do we have? I mean, we've watched parents be called domestic terrorists and the DOJ working with Democrats and the National School Board Association. Uh, they were actually wanting to use their authority to investigate these parents. We saw the IRS go after the Tea Party back in 2009, 2010. I mean, we've seen a lot of abuse of government authority just in the past 15 years, Senator. And that makes a lot of people very hesitant to get on board with anything that renders a penalty and confiscates people's firearms, uh, you know, before they're even able to address the judge, because these are ex parte orders. So these most of the time people don't even know what's happening. What assurances can you can you give us that this would never happen since we're apparently undoing our framework? 
Well, Dana, you're exactly right. I mean, we've seen repeated examples of the government abusing its authority, and you, you mentioned a few of them. Uh, the, the best thing we can do, I think, for, from the legislative branch is try to be very specific and, um, and, and clear about what we are trying to do here. And so it leaves very little room for interpretation uh, by the courts. Um, and again, I think, you know, this, some of these states have passed uh, red flag laws that I think are very deficient in due process. We're going to try to make clear that what we are trying to do here to provide law enforcement assistance uh, cannot be interpreted as allowing anything less than a robust right. uh, due process uh, review of a constitutional right. That's what the Democrats and the left forgets. We're right. talking about a constitutional right. Um, and I take that very seriously. Senator Cornyn, John Cornyn from Texas, I appreciate your time with us and, and please keep us updated on the progress of this. And I'll, I'll say this because I know I've heard from a lot of listeners. We're coming up on Independence Day. Please, our prayer is that you and our other senators do not limit our rights, ironically, so close to Independence Day. And please fight for due process and please fight to uphold the Second Amendment. Um, and we're going to be we're going to be watching how these negotiations go. I, I appreciate your time, Senator. Thank you. It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us, and if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right now, get two free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes with my code Dana. That's a $100 offer free to you. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you. This is a limited time deal, so don't miss out on your free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes because I promise you they're not going to be around for long. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and use code Dana. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Dana, code Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. It was also emboldened uh, Republicans and the far right and white nationalists across the country to begin to believe that it is their time to not just take power in the House, but the Senate, the White House and state houses across the country. And we got to understand that this is a group that has been radicalized by the great replacement myth and many other things. Oh, my God. And have been pushing for violence and pushing for even civil war. So that is what's at stake. So is that that's what drunk sounds like? Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. Welcome back to the program. That's Representative Jamal Bowman from New York, Manhattan. He says, if Republicans win in November, it's going to lead to a civil war. That sound now. Wait, sounds a little insurrectiony. I'm just going to say, welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. And that interview that we had with John Cornyn will be up. Uh, we got Juan's already like hammering it out. So uh, I am, first off, and I'm going to get to the Cornyn thing here in a minute. The Bowman audio, that sounds insane. That's nuts. Nobody thinks that, but it, he, what he's saying, it almost sounds like he's like, like who with the Civil War? Nobody wants a Civil War. I'm going to tell you what, the people that you do, that, that who do not want a civil war that you push into this garbage 
Oh my gosh, you're going to be on your knees begging God for mercy if you ever push people that far to where something so atrocious would ever happen again. The people who don't want to be involved, those are the people you do not want to be involved. (sighs) All right, so it is... Did you get a lot of clarification from the... So what, what I've gotten out of our... And I... And look, I... I am. I will ask the questions that need to be asked. I, but I'm always a good host, hostess because I'm a professional. I don't do TikTok influencer fecal matter. Okay, I don't do that. This isn't some stupid. This isn't some stupid, you know, Instagram live show. This isn't some stupid thing on you know Twitch or just for kicks on YouTube. Nothing like that. I mean, you you there there are interviews and then there's clown crap. I'm going to ask tough questions, but I'm not going to be uh, a jack wagon. Unless it's deserved. Unless someone's a jack wagon to me. Like if I have a guest on and they get jack wagon like, you know, for instance, say Eric Swalwell, which he never will. He'd fart. He'd come up because he just did it on Chris Matthews show. If he were to come on my program and we were to have a conversation, I would be polite until, you know, he tried to provoke a reaction or until he earned a reaction that did not require courtesy or did not merit courtesy. I mean, that's just the thing. I, I, and because I want answers, right? It's like, do people want answers or do they want to watch other people flex? That's so stupid. That's why so much of the stuff out there is red meat, blah, 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 blah. Nobody gets an answer. Most of the time it's red meat because nobody knows what to ask. I wanted to find out. I really wanted to, I wanted to, get, to gauge his thinking on the red flag stuff. So it sounds like, I'll say this. It sounds like they still are, they have no agreed upon legislative text for a bunch of stuff. Uh, that's the first thing that I got. Because that's what reporters who are like, uh, they're buzzing around on the hill. Little, little swarms of bees buzzing around on the hill talking to all these lawmakers. They said that there's, uh, like Cornyn said that they're meeting again today and that he's a little concerned because there's some issues that they got to settle that they haven't been able to figure out. Or that they haven't been able to agree on. They're very careful with their wording, you know, because you don't want to make mad somebody that you're trying to get to come to your side, right? And that, and yes, sure, I had a. This is this is why we're going to be doing a podcast, by the way, just FYI, where I'm going to be doing a separate podcast so I can do long form deep dives when necessary. And uh, this is, you know, there were I I still have even more questions, but I wanted to get to like the the biggest ones that I am most concerned about right then. And so it sounds to me like that, yeah, it, it is it is red flag. I mean, there's no other way about it. And I do reject the proposal that it is a red flag law, it, that it's not a red flag law, but, and you're not doing it through the states. It's not going to be a red flag. It's not going to be, you know, they're protecting due process. The problem with that is the 19 states that have already incorporated, they've already passed and implemented their own red flag law. They subvert this process entirely, every single one of them. I think out of all of them, I think only one has like a, has a clear, pr- provides clear and convincing evidence. I think uh, uh, some of them, they only allow police to petition. In fact, Florida is the state that allows only... Uh, police to be the petitioners and so whenever because the judge has the right and it's supposed to be they say 14 days but you know i gotta tell you that's unconstitutional if a person is you know if they're in custody or if they're being you know penalized here you're supposed to be within a judge you know in front of a judge within 24 to 72 hours i mean when you are going on this long 
because in some states, like in Indiana, Dave Koppel, when he gave his testimony before the Senate, they actually examined this and it was on average like three months. I mean, that's three months where you do not even get to go before a judge and make your case. And, and you're just your guilt has already been established penalty rendered and it doesn't solve the problem. It does not at all whatsoever solve the problem. Because if someone's dangerous, red flag laws are not mental health laws. So if there is, if someone is in danger of hurting themselves or others, all that is being done is one form. One variable is being removed from them. That is it. The police come, it's like a Monty Python skit. Police show up, they'll take their guns and leave their knives. Leave their poison. Leave their explosives. I had the story uh, of a man in California who was served a red flag order. They took his guns and then he used, so he used his knives, stabbed his mom. It doesn't solve the issue. Now, if the issue is guns, I guess, you know, taking someone's guns away, it solves that issue. And that's why I, I said, you see, I, I'm not coming at this from a, from a place of, of ill will. I have genuine concerns about the whole conclusion like what is the what what do you want the result to be here you know the other thing too with this the you know the red flag laws like i said in florida in with the police can be the petitioners in other states some states have a a pretty wide berth uh like in connecticut i think uh and and i want to say california and elsewhere like anybody can be the petitioner Uh, One of the questions that was a little bit lower down on, you know, in terms of extreme importance, not that it's not important, but extreme importance was something that he had said when he was saying the and let me pull up his quote here. He was saying that the the other issue has to do with the way non-traditional relationships are handled in terms of domestic violence and misdemeanors. We have to come up with a good definition of what that actually means. That's his direct quote. So what he's talking about is one of the things that's being proposed in this framework, which is what they call the quote-unquote boyfriend loophole. Now, what is the boyfriend loophole? Let me give you some background. So back in, I think it was 1997, and I'm going from memory, not notes, so I could be off a year, but I want to say it was 1997. That is when the Lautenberg Amendment was... Uh, was implemented and that's like the domestic uh, violence you know gun they're they're preventing people who are convicted of domestic abuse from purchase or carry they're considered prohibited possessors it is a classification so when someone gets uh, when they get into uh, you know they they when they commit a crime and it's like you know serious felony it's you know whatever there are certain uh, classifications of crimes that are then stored in one of like three databases that when you go and buy a gun you fill out a 4473 uh, these databases depending on what it is house criminal history records you that or, or things related to criminal history like you have the interstate identification index that's criminal history the national crime information center that's warrants and protection orders so if you get a protection order against someone that goes to the national crime information center that is one of the three databases when you fill out your form at the gun store that 4473 that's the number on it that when you fill that form out and they run it through it checks these it checks even for protection orders and then you, you have the National Crime Information Center, the Interstate, Interstate Index Center, and then you have the NICS Index. And the NICS Index, and that's National Instant Criminal Background Check System, that was created specifically 
for use by that system and it contains information on people that have been through the courts determined to be disqualified from possessing a firearm whether it is state or federal now the problem like for sutherland springs uh the problem with um actually virginia tech sutherland springs uh, a number of these past mass casualty incidents states don't actually submit every record now i this is separate from the whole debate on background checks i'm just explaining to you how how it works and what's happened because the background check system there's a lot of false positives that's a whole other debate but the way that it works is that uh in the way that it's failed whether it is the south carolina church murder and and the senator brought that up that that wasn't because his record wasn't stored it's because when they were looking for it the lady had no idea what the hell she was doing. She had no, they came from two similarly named towns. That's what James Comey said in his statement uh, that when he was then director of the FBI. So the system's only as good as the people running it. And so the states, Sutherland Springs, they didn't even submit records. And that was the Air Force that didn't submit records. Um, other states, if they're adjudicated mentally, unf- mentally unfit, they say the legal language is mental defective. If they are determined through a court of law to be mentally unfit, that's one of the classifications, too. There's a whole bunch of classifications. And so that's what it's, that's what it's all supposed to check. Now, I'm just, the, the issue of d- the boyfriend loophole my point being is that domestic abusers, they are in that system. What they're trying to do is redefine what an intimate partner is. So this has been a big push from the gun control lobby. They want to redefine intimate partner or dating partner as being anybody, regardless of whether you have a sexual relationship with them. It doesn't matter if you've ever lived with them. It doesn't matter if you have a sexual relationship or not. So that's a pretty wide open berth, right? Like that's a pretty wide, I mean, who's to, don't you think that there should be some limitations on that? Because then every time Dick and Harry can go out. And as we've seen, I mean, for crying out loud, if you're during the lockdown and everything, when things were starting to open back up, if you were in a damn target without a mask on, you got told on, right? If you were out and did you not see the people arrested by themselves on the beach in California because they by themselves wanted to go and sit on the sand. Then do you remember the guy that the Coast Guard actually chased down because he was on a jet ski in the ocean? Do you really trust all this? Because I don't. That's my whole issue. Old routines die hard like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. 
And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. A little thin Lizzy there. All right, so Elon Musk was asked, who are you leaning to, or what are you leaning towards in terms of a candidate for president in 2024? Elon Musk at 2.38 a.m. this morning replied, DeSantis. Governor DeSantis's response? Elon Musk. So what I would say, um, you know, I'm focused on 2022, uh, but with Elon Musk, what I would say is, you know, I welcome support from African-Americans. What can I say? <laughs> the left is livid, livid. Also, Ford is recalling 2.9 million vehicles that may roll away while in park. Ford Motor Company is recalling 2.9 million vehicles. They said that it affects the Ford C-Max for model years 2013 to 18. Uh, also, edges from 2015 through 18, escapes from 2013 to 2019, fusions from 2013, to just a bunch of them. And the Transit Connect, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Apparently, a part has degraded or and detached, preventing the vehicle from shifting into intended gear. So, you know, no big whoop, just, you know. <laughs> Moderate drinkers may be at serious risk still, according to one study, which is probably a, just a hope made by communists. They said that even moderate, occasional to moderate drinkers may still be at risk for serious alcohol problems. What? They said that they, I guess people don't under, the Stanford University of Medicine, they're trying to say that there's, people mistake assuming that moderate moderate average level is safe regardless of drinking pattern. But get that vaccine though. Get that shot though. Just drink the shot. Just drink it. And uh, a machine language models, uh, they, they everyone says that AI speaks. Well, actually experts say now, no, they're not sentient. So they're just, they're not at all. It's just, they're, they're mimics. That's all it is. Science. Stay with us. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. And energy security worry is driving a lot of the thoughts now about, oh, we need more drilling of gas. We need more drilling of this. We need to go back to coal. No, we don't. We absolutely don't. And we have to prevent a false narrative from entering into this or, again, uh, pun intended, we are. What? Um, no, that was that's was John Kerry yesterday. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. That was John Kerry here yesterday or ye- there yesterday. Uh, say, I don't even know where he was speaking. I saying we have to stop drilling for oil and gas. That sounds perfectly, perfectly elitist. Welcome back. Dana Lash here with you. Super elitist. He's that's only a guy who flies around on his own private plane 
who comes from the Forbes family. He married into the Hines family. His wife has all of this money from her late husband. He's the he was the richest person in Congress when he was a senator. He flies everywhere privately. He has all this money. Of course he can say that. He doesn't have to worry about it. What a completely ghastly human he is. He is just he is just I'm so glad he never won an election to, for presidency. Oh, for the love. You know, I um I don't know. I'm not going to explain to you my train of thought because it's weird. But I he just there's some there's a an aspect of him that reminds me. I just happened to see something purely truly horrifying. Kane. It was really upsetting to me. And I just didn't know what I was looking at. And I feel like this is going to cause children to have nightmares. It's Ryan Gosling as Ken. They're redoing the Ken and Barbie movie. I mean, first off, they're making... I'm trying to trust Todd Phillips here, but I'm just struggling because I heard the word musical. He's trying to make his sequel to Joker into a musical, and apparently Lady Gaga is going to be Harley Quinn. I don't dislike her as an actress, but I just don't know how I feel about this because I'm still not over what happened in Gucci. You know, that was a little... hmm. So this would... This is just odd. So anyway, Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie are going to be in a live-action Barbie movie, and he looks pretty much... I don't know. I don't know how to... He's like... Uh, he looks like a gay man from the 90s. Right? And they, and the, 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 the he does. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like, there was a look. Everybody has a look. He has it. Stop. So, I'm not going to say this. You know that was never going to happen. That was never going to happen. Goodness. And then apparently one more thing in movie news. If you were looking forward to, as I was, to the latest adaptation of a Jane Austen novel, Persuasion was going to be on, it's going to be on Netflix. And it's, if you, if you're not familiar with this, which is probably all of the men in the audience, just give me, give me a 60 seconds. Just chill. This is for all the lady friends in your lives. It's all for your ladies. So apparently it, it, because Persuasion was sort of like a melancholy Sort of just like a, a weird kind of um, the closest thing to noir with Jane Austen you're going to get, right? And uh, in a way. So maybe not noir, but it was kind of a melancholy, slow moving book. Anyway, so they had a trailer. I watched this yesterday. There was a two minute trailer. And now apparently the, because they don't talk like she does in the book. It's not like how the BBC's very faithful adaptation of Pride and Prejudice was. They, they're being accused of Bridgerton izing it and they use slang and stuff and that just sucks so if you were excited about that then that just got ruined for you that's unfortunate all right so we we cleansed our palate let's take a look at some of the other things that we're watching today uh in addition to we didn't get uh, any uh, abortion ruling for dobbs versus jackson women's health and biden has said he's going to unleash the defense production act to make refineries pump oil that he won't let them drill or yeah to deal with oil that, yeah he's he's he is his own mess and then we also have this from the miss universe account quote inclusive language is important especially when speaking about periods <laughs> <laughs> 
Thinking menstrual health is only a niche topic for women excludes transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people who have periods from the conversation. Wow, your sentence structure is so horrible. Just could cry. Hashtag menstrual equity. Why? Oh, and then they have these for, oh, Danny, you're getting ahead of yourself. And then they have these graphics that say how to talk about periods. Say this, reproductive health, not this, women's health. Say this, people who have periods, not this, women who have periods. Not all women menstruate and not all people who menstruate are women. No, all people who menstruate are women. Not all women do, but all people who do are women. Wow. Science. Science. So there's that. That's uh, And that's Miss Universe. When are they taking the Miss out of the name? What is the equivalent, the, the uh, Lewis Carroll fairy tale language for Miss? Because they have ZZ, Zuh, and all that garbage. How about uh, them Universe? Just as soon as Miss Universe changes their name to Them Universe. <laughs> Y'all gonna watch that Them Universe pageant? <laughs> I mean, that's, um, man, I, you know, there's, there's things that dudes do where we could just say, you know, XYZ people, persons. This is so, yeah, women alone are a part of that club. So stop. That's so just. And they need to seriously, this language, I, can, I just want to fact check this so bad. First off, why do you have an unnecessary comma? And then they, they immediately, they're split in, it's just horrible. This is a horrible sentence structure. Who wrote this? Yeah, them universe. Are they going to still, do they still do the women in the swimsuit thing and all that? Yeah. I bet they do. And they have only women in their little banner picture. Hmm. They need it, but they do need to change their name to them universe. That's just to be, you know, if they really are just dedicated to it. I'm so tired of this stuff. Why is a beauty pageant telling women how to talk about their own menstrual cycles? Shut up. Oh my gosh. You can't even afford to buy gas. That doesn't mean you can sit at home and run your mouth more. Is this what we have to look forward to because people can't get out of their damn homes? First, everybody was stuck in their house for lockdown. Now, everyone, now that we can go anywhere, nobody can afford to go anywhere. So now we're being lectured by stupid beauty pageants who want to tell women how to talk about their periods. This is going to be one long, hot summer, isn't it? <sighs> Meanwhile, I just saw this. In New York, they're testing battery-powered little UPS cycles in New York, and they look like giant glorified scooters. Oh, wait, I accidentally shared it. No, that was the right one. And they, they look like tiny, they look like, they're solar-powered little cycles, and they're, that's, it's a scooter. They have, it's like a, t- imagine, I'm going to describe this for you people who are not who can't uh, watch or who are not watching the simulcast of the radio show on the first. But imagine the UPS truck shrunk down to bitty tiny size. And it's basically it's well, it is. It's an electric scooter. It's just a large scooter. And they have the big so they've been driving these things. Apparently, they're testing them out in New York, which is totally 
going to make the honking less crazy. I'm positive. There's not a day. I have never been in Manhattan where I haven't heard people in cars screaming obscenities at each other. Just not. That's a scooter. It's not even the width of a golf cart. Do you remember watching the Jetsons? And like he'd wake up and Jane Jetson would wake up and she'd stick her hair in this helmet and it fixed her hair. And then another machine or robot thing, whatever, came in front of her face, put her makeup on. And then she would get into her whatever it was. That's what it sounded like. And she would, you know, out and outer space. Now we've got scooters. We got big scooters, Kane. That's what we get. Men or women. And uh, we got scooters. So these are fitting in the bike lanes is what i'm looking at there i want to knock it over just to just it looks like it could easily knock over it looks like it's so i'm actually worried about the safety of the gentleman driving it right he's got a helmet on he's got a roof over it but he's they he's got to wear a helmet you know he's got to wear a helmet on yeah i don't see Mm -mm. how this doesn't get knocked over how do you not i mean if you've never driven in new york or ridden so i'll tell you my most terrifying and i've been Many, many places. The most terrifying experience that I ever had. I couldn't, uh, I had to get, I left, um, I was in Manhattan, I was in Midtown, and I had to leave Fox. I just walked off set, and I had to run, I had to literally get all the way down um, near Central Park uh, from right across from the uh, Rockefeller. I had to go all the way down near Central Park for a lunch meeting. And I get out, and it is impossible. I mean, I could have run it, but also this was like a very hot September in New York. So I ended up getting on the only thing I could do. And it just so happened this dude uh, came by and it, he's like on this giant like pedal bike, bicycle, but not. And then it had a little thing that you could hop in and sit. And he's able, he's like, where do you need to go? I think he looked that like, like I was panicked. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to take a cab and get down here and I can't run it. And it's not going to happen. Um, and so he said, I'll get you there. So I hopped in this thing and I lost five years off my life. He, I've never seen anyone who did not care at all as much as he did not care about traffic laws, red lights, turning or anything else as this guy did. The fact that he was as old as he was, he looked like he was in his early 30s, was stunning to me because I don't know. I think we almost died. I think we like may have died like th- three times. He just like, oh, that's red. Don't care. They're not going to hit us. And what weaved in and out of every, I just lost like, so. but I got there on time. I mean, he was great, but dang. I can't imagine this is going to be, because they, they get mad at each other. I've seen two of those dudes yell at each other before. At, at, and I've seen people on scooters scream at each other. This is begging to get tipped over. I promise you, they're going to be laying on their sides like uh, bo- like beetles lay on their backs. That's what's going to happen. <sighs> all right. So the couple of things I have, there's all kinds of stuff popping up. I, I want to get into, hang on, where's this? I lost my thing here. Someone had brought uh, a very interesting story to my attention. So apparently Biden is, he's signing an ex- a historic executive order advancing alphabet equality. We'll hit that. Uh, We have the latest on the uh, gun control legislation. You know, we spoke with just a little earlier with Senator James Cornyn about this. There seems like that they're at loggerheads with some stuff. And very, very bad news for Democrats. (laughs) 
especially in parts of Texas they've carried forever. We're going to get into that and a bunch more, so you don't want to miss a single bit. Free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment. Across the country, your constitutional rights are under constant attack, and it's only getting worse by the day, which is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're not just America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They're one of the few companies fighting back. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veteran and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so switch today. Between the left, the media, and rhinos, we need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Man, this one is so... All right. A Florida man named Ernesto Gravernon, he he was nabbed on a jet ski trying to flee to Cuba. First off, there's so many things wrong with this headline. He was trying to flee to Cuba, trying to flee to Cuba on a jet ski. This is crazy. Guys, it was loaded with food and water, and it was a, it's, a, it's 90 miles, 90 miles on a jet ski. I have questions as to whether Mr. Graverin ever actually has been on a jet ski before. Can you stay in deep water like that? Especially if, if the water was, it sees where any, the water was anyway rough. They, they, they didn't say actually how far he got. They said that the jet ski, I know, cause everyone's like, how do you have enough gas for all of you dads asking that? Let me explain. They say the jet ski was outfitted with a special fuel cell to allow for long trips. And within the compartments of the jet ski, law, law enforcement discovered a trove of food and water bottles. Now, the reason that he was racing to Cuba, because a medical device company that he runs allegedly sought $4.2 million in Medicare payments for fake claims. Now, that's according to the Southern District of Florida. So he pocketed over $2 million in just two months in February and April before the whole thing unraveled, according to New York Post, and the feds pounced and they indicted him. So, like, for instance, in one instance... His one company sought a million dollars in claims for equipment that claimed to provide 145 patients from a single doctor, but they never found any of those recipients that none of them existed. The doctor never filed claims on their behalf. So they caught him and he's now being held without bail while awaiting trial. So that that is some dedication. Can you imagine trying to flee to Cuba? I mean, golly. All right, folks, we have another hour on the way. We've got the latest on all kinds. I'll talk about the uh, the Cornyn interview that we did the first hour of the show. We got some, oh boy, all kinds of wokery, fighting, GOP, Dems in trouble, and more. Stick with us. 
This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. And the obvious challenge to that is the media blackout. Um, you know, if, if this were in the other direction, if if the, if the if the difference here was um, you know going in the other direction, then it would be nonstop in the same way. In fact, actually, we have a pretty neat case study in this with the Russia hoax itself. It was nonstop coverage from the media that was essentially doing in journalistic gymnastics to fabricate a conspiracy theory. I'm Emily Jashinsky of the Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We have to get tighter. We have to get better at communicating. And frankly, the tech companies have to stop allowing specific individuals over and over again to spread disinformation. That's what the fossil fuel companies pay for. That's what folks who make money out of fossil fuels and don't make money and, and, and don't care about saving consumers costs. That's what they do. We have to be smarter than that. And we need the tech companies to really jump in. Hmm. Well, isn't that just lovely? That's Gina McCarthy, who's the, she is, she gets taxpayer dollars from a totally made up, brand new made up in the Biden administration government position. Climate advisor. She, ladies and gentlemen, advises the weather. That's what she does. Let's stop being so hot. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here. She's, she's asking big tech to censor disinformation that's exactly what she's talking about slow walked or watered down oh my gosh so and she's supposed to step down at some point i thought but yeah she is asking for tech companies that's censorship she's asking for tech companies to go after uh, climate change disinformation Ah, <sighs> folks, make sure you sign up for the newsletter, chapter and verse over on Substack. I put all kinds of good stuff in there for you. You know, at least as long as I can until Gina McCarthy is like, I don't like what you're saying about climate. This is just like just the government doesn't need to do this. It's not the government's role. That's not the government's role at all. I don't have to tell you this. You all know. All right. So there was news out about the federal rate hikes. According to CNBC, they've hiked their benchmark interest rate by three quarters of a point, the biggest increase since 1994. They're trying to fight inflation, you know, not with not spending as much, but, you know. So after weeks of speculation, they've now, the Federal Open Market Committee that sets the rates, they took that, the level of their benchmark funds, they went from one5 they went well. They were going for a range of one point five to one point seven five, and that was the highest since just before the lockdown and COVID pandemic began. So now uh, they said that the benchmark rate will end the year at three point four percent, an upward revision of one point five points from March, from the March estimate. They then they see the rate rising to three point eight in twenty twenty three. That's all. That's that's a whole point higher. And so they cut their outlook for 2022, the economic growth. Now, instead of anticipating a 2.8% increase in GDP in March, from March, it's going to be a 1.7% gain in GDP. They, uh, oh boy. But, you know, it's everything's fine. Everybody's largely optimistic, though, Kane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. I mean, we don't, uh, we don't really need to work on anything else. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. 
just, you know, it's okay. Ooh. So that means things are going to, like I said, we're not, and this isn't even peaking. Oh, this is going to be bad. There's another rate hike expected in July. And you're seeing right now the markets react. Well, so how much are they going to, how much are they going to increase in this? Well, they the, originally for July. this announcement today was thought to of just a few days ago to be only a half a point, like a, a 50 basis points, but it's now 75. So I don't know if 75 was priced in uh, to the market. So you're seeing the market react right now. We're seeing a, like a, another one to 2% drop right now. Um, and then in July, my guess is they're going to try to soften the blow a bit and only do 50 basis points in July. Uh, but again, we'll see because we're going to have another CPI data drop uh, early next month and we're going to. We're going to find out. Mm. Yeah. Oh, boy. None of this is good. But, hey, you know what? The administration's focusing on the things that count, guys. The DHS is looking to punish those border agents that were falsely accused of whipping people at the border. Right? Right? Remember that? So this was like nine months ago. Biden said he was going to punish mounted border patrol agents over the false allegations of whipping People who were illegally entering the country trying to run run across either it was that uh, there's like a, a, a dam portion or like a real shallow area and this like concrete. Uh, it's like a little basically a little land bridge. It walks or a little concrete bridge. It walks over the Rio um, and that's and that's in the Del Rio sector. And then that's and that's I think where because Bill Malugin was there and a bunch of other Julio Rosas was there. They were they got a whole bunch of a whole bunch of photos and video. And so now Department of Homeland Security, they're actually going to go after multiple uh, Border Patrol agents, horseback agents who were pictured. And those were the Haitian migrants that were this was back all the way in last fall. They were sneaking across the border. And they said that apparently this is like expected in the next couple of days. DHS is going to issue proposals to discipline the agents and give them a chance to respond to the charges. The charges are told they're apparently they're not criminal conduct, which the agents were previously clear of, but they're saying that they're administrative violations. Why in the hell are they administrative violations? Why are people in Washington, D.C. who've never been to the border making these kind of pronouncements? These guys were on horseback. They didn't whip anybody. They were on horseback. And first off, they're trying to keep their horses safe. They're also trying to redirect the flow that is illegally coming across the Rio into the United States. The administration smeared these agents. They ran them out of their jobs. They, they, this, this sounds like they're, they're only going along with this because they realized how ridiculous they looked. Do you remember all the people who didn't understand what reins were? And they were like, oh, they're whipping people. They're whipping. No, they weren't lit at all. This is just just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And the fact that so many people believe that they were reins, does that not tell you the extent to which our media chattering class is ensconced in D.C. or New York? Like, they never get out of the metropolitan area. They never go and see any of this stuff. So they're still pushing this. That is going to just, that's bad. Yeah, he said, oh, there's going to be consequences. For what? For uh, they, They're they doing the job that they're supposed to do. And the way he and Alejandro Mayorkas went after the whole, what do they call it, Whipgate? Was just, was shameful. Absolutely shameful. 
And the photographer, remember the photographer coming out? Let me pull this up. I have this saved. El Paso News. The photographer who took some of the photos that everybody was sharing on on the internet, he was like, no, those are not, he goes, they are absolutely not whips. He said some of the men, the Haitian men, who were trying to uh, illegally enter, were trying to run away from law enforcement, and they were trying to run around the horses. And the photographer, who, by the way, himself is Hispanic, said that he took the photographs from the Mexican side, and he said that, I've never seen these agents ever whip anyone. That's his quote. He was like, this is misconstrued. I am just, it's just sickening that they did this to these agents. The most that um, I think Kamala Harris has ever really said about the border is about these agents, going after these agents. It's, it is just uh, shameful, absolutely shameful. So this is one of the reasons, too, why Democrats are underperforming so horribly. So during a lot of the Republican primaries or the primaries last that last night, and then now we have Adam Laxalt, who's going to be going towards the general election for Senate uh, or uh, in Nevada. This was huge. Texas is 34th district. Maya Flores. She is now going to go and uh, she won the special election to complete the term of a former Democratic rep. And. She's like 70% of the votes counted. She had over 51% support. The Democrat, Dan Sanchez, 43%. She avoided a runoff. Now, one of the reasons why this is so interesting is because in 2020, Biden won this district by uh, 13, no, sorry, by four points in 20. He won the district by four points. Uh, Wayla, who was the uh, Democrat incumbent, when he, he actually got more, he had 13.6, and Biden won by four points. So that kind of tells you, isn't it interesting? It sort of tells you how uh, Biden is such a drag. I think that's very interesting. Biden is a, is a huge drag on down-ticket candidates. Because they were, Cook Political had the, had, has this district, solid Democrat, uh, Sabato's crystal ball, solid Democrat. Inside election, solid Democrat. Solid, solid, solid Democrat. And she, Maya Flores took it in the special election. Whew. That is fascinating. 51 to 43. And I believe, and I'm looking at the history of this district... Hasn't this been historically, this has been historically Democrat for a long time. What did you say? Wasn't like 130 something years? 150. 150 years. Jeez. This is sending shockwaves. Absolute shockwaves through the Democrat Party right now. I am here for this. Special, it was a special election, but this is one of the first elections to really kind of see the impact, particularly with Biden's, his low, low, low approval with Hispanic Americans. 
there's this Democrats, I think for too long, they take minority groups and they they I think they take them for granted and they just they just oh, I got your vote now. So I'm going to do me. So bye. I, I mean, all of the things that that they really could use as like outreach, you know, that talking about lower taxes and and making it easier, getting government out of the way for business and, you know, strong border enforcement because people just want to see the law equally applied. They don't do it. Man, Democrats are Democrats are. Oh, boy, that's very interesting. We're going to talk more about this because we've got a couple of other things to look at in Nevada. The that's that'll be the only seat that I think flips uh, already. Dr. Oz is doing badly running up against the other Democrat. The early polling's out and it's horrible. Don't say I didn't tell you. So now it makes it more important for Laxalt to get that seat in Nevada. And now all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five brought to you by Caltech. So a couple of really quick headlines, some that are just breaking right now real fast. The Atlanta Fed, now they've said uh, the the June they're they're on June fifteenth, the GDP now model, uh, their their ne- GDP now model now cast of real GDP growth in uh, 2022, first quarter zero zero point zero percent. Zero point zero percent. K made a good point. He said if this is if they're saying it's zero, it's likely negative. Um, that's horrific. Uh, in addition, I just saw this literally right after it. Spotify slowing hiring by 25%, says CEO. And then there's a bunch of other headlines here of all these other companies whose hiring is starting to... Remember, at first, people wouldn't look for jobs because they were getting paid to stay home. And now this. So yeah, that first was Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. That's just poof. In the meanwhile, in the meantime, a short stack down in North Korea is set to, well, according to The Sun... He wants to detonate a nuclear bomb, nuclear bomb, and he's threatening. They're always saber rattling. Like we, the U.S. doesn't do anything, doesn't say anything, and North Korea is like, we want to release a bomb, just you know, out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Golly, that guy. All right. Also, a few other things. Oh, this is it. The Disney Pixar Lightyear is apparently going to feature a same-sex couple. They're not going to play in 14 countries. China is now in question. We'll see how quickly that, you know, we'll see how quickly that works. Uh, baby boomers are more likely, according to study finds, to have multiple health issues than earlier generations. This is new research from both Penn State and Texas State University. So they say that there's a growing rate of multi-morbidity, multiple chronic health conditions amongst older Americans. And that is going to definitely, they say, the trend will increase the strain on the well-being of older adults, particularly medical infrastructures and federal insurance systems. The amount of Americans over age 65 is projected to increase by an astounding 50% in 2050, by 2050. That's crazy. A Kent couple, this is in Britain, that branded the takeaway police because they've measured a pizza to prove that it wasn't 15 inches. Coral and Luke Heath were branded the takeaway police after getting, that's what, for delivery, they say takeaway. Westgate Pizza and Canterbury Kent have now hit back at the couple's attack, saying their pizzas shrink after being cooked. They were frustrated after ordering a margarita pizza that was not 15 inches. In fact, it was 13, two inches less than advertised. These people are morons. Uh, Also, let's see. We have, oh, the uh, Rhode Island Senate passed a 10-round magazine capacity limit 
25 to 11. The governor said he's going to sign it. So that just means people are going to get multiple mags. It takes take less than a second to switch. And a company is offering uh, lots of money to, well, $2,000 to let uh, 100 cockro- cockroaches in your home to study pest control. What? No, thanks. Stick with us. More in store. Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. You filled up your EV by charging and you filled up your gas tank with gasoline and you have the same size tank, you would save $60 per fill up by going electric rather than using gasoline. So it's very compelling case. But again, to your point, we want to bring down the price at the point of purchase. Yeah, if you have a minimum of 56000 what is it? Starting price for an EV is like, what, fifty four, fifty six thousand 56000 for an electric vehicle. If you've got that money to spend, you know, because if you don't have money for the increased cost of gas, how in the hell are you going to have money for an EV? And furthermore, we realize where most of electricity is still produced, right? Welcome back to the program. Can you believe that was the Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm? <sighs> I'm Dana Lash. Good to be with you. Kane, I got another bad headline. I hate giving you guys these bad headlines. I'm, I'm, I, I know. I'm so sorry. Because the, you hear this stuff from the Biden administration and you ask, how are these people able to do math? This, just stop. What, the average price for a gallon of gas is over $5. It's super expensive. She's saying, yeah, well, just go and spend 56 some odd thousand dollars more for an electric vehicle. When, especially in states like California, where they're telling everybody to reduce their electrical usage and they have regular brown and blackouts. Good job. Good job with that. Jiminy Christmas. All right. So here's another bad headline. I'm sorry. U.S. retail sales fell unexpectedly, unexpectedly in May. Dragged down by just what we were talking about. A plunge in vehicle purchases. Kane, this is. Wholly unexpected. We are simply shocked. The value of purchases fell by 0.3% in May, up 0.1%. And electronics, furniture, e-commerce, all e-commerce also posted declines. This is the first time in five months that U.S. retail sales fell. Auto purchases, big ticket items. Everybody is moderating their demand for goods amid decades high inflation. Now we're watching volatility with the increase interest rates. Crap coin is just falling apart. I mean, what are we going to do, Kane? We're just going to invest in uh, board ape NFTs. Is that what we're doing? No. <laughs> that was falling before this crash. <laughs> but it's like the cool thing to do, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is this is just this is a mess. This is an absolute mess. And then you have Biden tweeting this. Guys, he tweeted this yesterday. Are you ready? Oh boy. Kane, you need to hold on to something. I'm afraid you're gonna fall over. You're gonna okay, hold on. Are you ready? Okay. He says, quote, the fact is we've got about seven hundred and ninety or so billionaires in America. And you know what their average tax rate is? About eight percent. I believe that no billionaire should be paying a lower tax rate than a teacher, a firefighter, an electrician, or a cop. Or we could, first off, that's not true. That's an absolute lie. Without a doubt, it's a lie. 
So my lovely, beautiful friend, Carol Roth, who lives, lives to drag people who share bad, bad math. She, I can feel her rage through the monitor. She's having a fit right now. So first off, and I want to read some of what she said too, because I think everyone was like, how in the hell do you get that percent? Well, how does he get 8%? She, and she was like, how do I get in on this sweet tax rate? So she looked at the study that they based this on. Kane, I'm so sorry. You're going to get so mad. It's not even based on tax, rec- tax records or income, which is what tax rates are based on. Roth says the study that they that they the, the White House based this number on is unsold stock. Oh my god. So unrealized gains. So here's the here's literally the quote. They're abstract. Quote We estimate the average federal individual income tax rate paid by America's four hundred wealthiest families using a relatively comprehensive measure of their income that includes income from unsold stock. So, That's not income. yeah, so what is income from unsold stock? Because it's not, it's, not, it's unsold, so you have not gotten the not sold income. money from it. I got to talk in Bidenese so he can understand it. All right, yes. so just real quick. Kane's dying. Just I'm real, sorry. Just, just real quick. Let's assume the 8% thing is, you know, true, which it's not, but let's just assume it is. 8% of a billion... Is that more or less than 8% of like 200,000? 8%, because yeah. That's the thing. It's like, well, if someone, if a teacher, somebody's paying 12% on, let's say, 100,000 just for the, the sake of uh, math, so that's 12 grand. But then let's say 8% of a billion. Yeah, let's, we, we already know that that's way more money. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're not paying their fair share. It's government is so hooked like cocaine on spending. Like Hunter? They can't, yeah, like exactly. They, they're so hooked on smoking Parmesan cheese that this is the narrative that they're going with. And it's just so disingenuous. Dumb. It's, dumb. it's dumb. Roth adds, dividend rates don't get you there. So they're, they're not even using income. It's, it's stock appreciation that is not even realized. She says, quote, it's a made-up proxy of a wealth tax. I think she needs to teach America's children math. I feel like we are just financially and and mathematically illiterate in this country. And she adds, it is a straight-up lie to say this is an income tax rate for billionaires and portray it as an average tax rate of the wealthiest. Using stock holdings at some point in time and adding estimated gains to income is the equivalent of looking at the gains in the estimated value of your home and saying that's part of your yearly income. She says it jeopardizes home ownership, business ownership, which is kind of the point, right? This is, I can't read what she says here. <laughs> Hang on. Please do. Essentially, she's saying this is the you will own nothing, um, grade A, fecal matter of a male cow. Uh huh. That, that was, was great. Good. Yeah, that, that was, was good. good. Yeah, fun. Yeah, and they they took a one time thing and they compared it to yearly taxes. That's what they did. That's what this is in order to do that. And the media picks it up. They want you to believe she adds that billionaires paying eight percent income tax rate, which is not true because they want you to be mad at them only paying an eight percent tax rate, so you pass a wealth tax, which they swear they're not going to use on you guys, but they will. 
That is, I can't read this either. Nope, not that. She got mad. It's like she she's getting madder. Yeah. Let's get her on to rage over this. What? Yeah, I just wanted to to just light something on fire. <sighs> but she's right. She's so right. So so right. Uh, yeah. I'll send out that whole thing to you in your email newsletter. You must read it. There's like few people that are better. Uh than she is on this issue she she is so good our friend our 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 friend charles Payne is great too but that's exactly i mean they're taking a one-time event on something that's not even appreciate that that you haven't even realized it's unrealized a one-time event and saying it's like yearly income i'm oh my gosh that is so malicious that's evil and trying to lie to you that is outright evil. And they do this all the time. They take some data and then try to force it into a set that fits their narrative, but it's a complete disingenuous lie. They did it the same. They're doing it now, actually, mm-hmm. by trying to claim that during Trump, our drilling during Trump is somehow more now than it was during Trump when it's a complete lie. They're using the average over four years. I mean, just... It's so amazing the amount of people that are sheep that believe what the media is telling you and the narratives that lead up to an election is even worse. It is. It's shameful. It is absolutely shameful. But this is what they're doing. And they really want they want people to buy into this and then make these decisions on, um, you know, the lies. That's just it's just unsold stock. But that's what they're doing. That's what they're. Oh, but he also. Hang on. He did. Oh, and then he also signed today the alphabet people thing, equality thing, historic executive order advancing. Uh, I. What the hell is I? What's the I stand for? There, there are more letters that get added every year. LGBTQI, and then somebody's mad because there's not one letter, another letter attached. There's like some letter that they forgot. I don't even know what letter that could be. I don't even know what I stands for. Interesting? (laughs) Insufferable? I don't, I don't, you know, don't do that. You're going to get hit by all the flags. There's so many flags. I stands for intersex. What the hell is that? It's those born with differences in their sex traits and reproductive anatomy. So the 0.02% of the population, I guess. I, I can't know. believe I hate everything. Okay, so the different, um, I don't know. Everybody gets a color, or a, a, actually not a color, a flag of colors that are orientated in a certain way. And then they're all different from everybody. I don't know. Anyway, he did this thing. Uh, it was a uh, executive order that he's doing and the executive order is addressing dis- oh now listen to this addressing discriminatory discriminatory legislative attacks against the alphabet children and families i'm wondering if this has this sounds like it's it deals with the stuff with schools and the drag queen stuff and everything else preventing conversion therapy who's doing conversion therapy i you know what i was told i heard all through the early aughts Conversion therapy, conversion therapy. Who's actually done that? 
Uh, safeguarding healthcare and programs for suicide. Uh, supporting alphabet people by launching a new initiative. Blah, blah, blah. Federal programs. Uh, there you go. But they, they were saying... The, the, what they're going after, the, the, they said that over 300 anti-alphabet laws were introduced in state legislatures over the past year. Specifically, they say, to target transgender kids and their parents by banning access to medical care and support at school. Well, that's not true. What they're doing is they're, you have lawmakers that are like, no, if you're, if you're kid, like, literally, literally, we just had the conversation earlier in this show about potentially raising the age of purchasing a, a long rifle from 18 to 21. But you can cut off your long rifle, so to speak, if you're under the age of, you know, 16 and you're suppo- and you can and you're supposed to be allowed to do that. I just you see what I'm saying? Like they're all of this they're so inconsistent with this stuff. So I don't even know there these are states that have passed laws. It's not medical care. We're talking about chemical castration and the surgery, elective, non-medically necessary surgery. That is not medical care. It's not medical care. I was reading this Twitter thread of someone who and I included it in your prep, and I said it's a must-read thread. It's very uncomfortable, but it's a must-read thread. And it was a thread from someone who had detransitioned. So when they were very young, and because that doesn't that kind of betray the whole informed consent thing really quickly? Aren't you supposed to have informed consent? Yes. One of the things that was said in this and I, I i have it here uh they go by tulip on twitter a detransitioned adult male it was a man who wanted to be a woman and he was allowed to do this when he was very young and he's enraged he said this is grief and anger blank everyone who let this happen i'm not going to get into everything that they have to deal with but they said if you it's they said that they were able to do this when they were very young they had their male copulatory organ removed they get it it's very clinically graphic not for the sake of being crass but to to explain in no uncertain terms exactly what this means like they had to cut off their sexual organ and it is i and they said they were never ever there's things that they're never ever going to be able to like they can't even Uh, urinate properly they said it takes him 30 minutes to urinate and even after they said it will drip out for the better part of an hour because of the surgery that they had and that they're never ever going to be able to have like any like that kind of you know a romantical physical pleasure they're in pain almost constantly And they said during transition, he says during transition, I was obsessive and deeply unwell. I cannot believe they they were allowed to do this to me. And that's the thing. This is not informed consent. This is horrific. That is what those laws addressed. And Biden is mad about that.
Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. President Clinton appointed what one commentator uh, called this week uh, a bunch of um, high IQ stupid people. In other words, they were well-educated but no common sense. President Biden has appointed whack jobs. I mean, it's like these people dropped acid in an outback parking lot. (laughs) What kind of outback does he go to? Where does he go for Outback, man? Oh, my gosh. Senator Kennedy out of Louisiana. He is a favorite. If I ever met him, I'm going to be like, sir, can you record a voicemail greeting for me? All right. Kane, today's stupidity. All right. We'll give that to John Kerry today. This is what he said. And energy security worry is driving a lot of the thoughts now about, oh, we need more drilling of gas. We need more drilling of this. We need to go back to coal. No, we don't. We absolutely don't. Uh, mm-hmm. But we absolutely do. Yeah, Supply we do. and demand. Uh, tomorrow we'll talk about how Dr. Anthony Fauci has tested positive for coronavirus, which I guess means he's not going to be going and to testify before a uh, committee tomorrow about the pandemic. Huh. Imagine that. Boy, oh boy. He's like boosted and vaxxed and all that stuff, right? Hmm. All right, folks. That does it for us this evening. Make sure you check out our interview with Senator John Cornyn up on YouTube. I'll send it out in the newsletter as well. Have a great night. Back with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.